Hello everyone, Al from Point of Insanity Game Studio here, and I'm going to be reading for you uh, my first attempt to write a creepypasta. And this pasta will also factor into my upcoming Scary Spaghetti role-playing game. So, here it is, and hope you enjoy. They are said to exist all over the world. They are called Dead End Towns. Not many people know about them, and perhaps that is for the best. I would have never thought I would believe in them until shortly after my 15th birthday. Moving to a new town as you begin your freshman year in high school can be hard. My parents moved west after my mother accepted a teaching job. My father was a welder, so it was easy enough for him to find employment. We moved to a small town. It wasn't particularly rural, just on the edge of a larger city. You try to make new friends and find acceptance with your new peers. That can be challenging enough. But perhaps the easiest way to do this is by accepting a stupid dare. Especially when said dare involves the paranormal. We lived in a decent area. There were a lot of average homes there, most of which were probably built in the 50s or 60s. A few kids from school lived in the neighborhood. It was during a walk home that one of the older kids, a junior named Scott, asked me if I ever heard of the Dead End Town. I replied I wasn't familiar with the term. He was nice enough to explain. There was a local legend that neighborhoods with a dead end held a special property. Supposedly, if you walk to the dead end after sunset and arrive at just the right time, you can enter a parallel dimension. Once you got there, all you wouldn't have to do is close your eyes, clear your mind, and take 17 deep breaths. On the last breath, you turn around, and when you open your eyes, you will find yourself in a different place. Naturally, I had my doubts, and I asked if he knew this was true. He said of course it was true, because he had performed the ritual himself. He even agreed to meet me at the entrance to my subdivision at sunset to prove it. It was Friday, so I knew my parents wouldn't object if I told them I was going by a friend's house that evening, so I agreed. Upon returning home, I told my parents I had been invited to a friend's house to watch a movie. They said I could go, asking only that I be back around 9.30. After dinner, I set out to meet with Scott. To my surprise, he was there. I thought for sure he was pulling my leg and intended to stand me up, but he was not alone. He had three other upperclassmen with him. I was suspicious, but seeing as I never had any negative interactions with the four youth before me, I thought nothing of it. We set out towards the dead end in our neighborhood. Scott said that during the walk we needed to remain completely silent and to focus on the task at hand, so I did as I was told. The walk took about 10 minutes. When we got to the dead end, I did as instructed. I closed my eyes, cleared my mind, and took 17 deep breaths. As I turned around and opened my eyes, I did not find myself in a strange new world, but rather the same place with four upperclassmen laughing at me. They mocked me for being so stupid, stupid enough to believe in a nonsense tale, and ran off. 
Humiliated, I walked home in silence and told my parents that my friend was sick so we had to cancel. Still, there was a part of me that wanted to believe. I did feel something strange as I attempted the ritual. I decided to try again the next evening. Did I walk too quickly? Maybe I walked too slowly. I don't know, but I decided to try again. As the sun began to set, I told my parents I was going for a walk. Once again, I walked in silence towards the dead end of my neighborhood. When I arrived, I did as before. I cleared my mind, closed my eyes, took 17 deep breaths, and turned around. To my fear and amazement, when I opened my eyes, I saw before me was not my neighborhood, but an entirely different place. The sky was darker, as if some time had passed. I felt uneasy. Something didn't seem right. I quickly turned around and repeated the steps I took to arrive here. And to my relief, when I opened my eyes, I was back in my neighborhood. I walked home in silence. For the next few days, I couldn't stop thinking about the dead-end town. Did I really enter some sort of parallel dimension? Or was my mind playing tricks on me? I decided I would try again the next weekend. Around the same time, I set out for the dead end. After performing the same set of motions, I once again found myself in the mysterious town. Looking around, I swore I saw something moving around out of the corner of my eye. It was a shadowy figure, not quite like an animal, but certainly not like a man. I chalked it up as my mind playing tricks on me and moved onward. I cautiously moved forward and took note of the houses. Some of the dwellings were in a severe state of disrepair. Others were immaculate. There were also abandoned lots that looked like there may have been a house built there at one time, but now there was nothing but overgrown slabs with weeds fighting their way through the concrete. The buildings varied from simple shacks to small mansions. I could see silhouettes moving around in some of the windows. I was sure they had seen me, but no one came out. As I wandered the streets, I came across several street signs, but the names were not known to me and didn't sound familiar. There was something about this realm that beckoned me to keep exploring despite the potential danger of being in an unknown place. It was like being lost in a dream that was both frightening and fascinating at the same time. But then, something caused me to break free from the trance-like state I was in. The sun had almost disappeared below the horizon. It would be night soon. I looked around and I saw shadowy figures emerging from their houses. I found myself overcome with a feeling of dread, like if I didn't return to the dead end soon, I would never make it home. So I ran. I ran as fast as I possibly could until I reached the dead end. As I prepared to perform the same ritual that brought me to this godforsaken place, I prayed the shadows would not catch me. Those 17 breaths were the longest 17 breaths I ever took, but when I opened my eyes... I found myself home again. As I walked back to my house, many thoughts filled my mind about the dead-end town. Perhaps the most troubling was, what if I failed to return in time? 
Would I have been stuck there forever? What were those shadowy figures? Perhaps those questions will need to be answered by somebody braver than I. It was a dark and stormy night, and the hosts of the Queens of the Damned podcast had just gathered around the fire with their tomes of forgotten lore. Don't forget the wine! And a lot of wine, much of which had already been imbibed. For her part, Miranda was discussing... A history of Frankenstein, from its conception to Karloff's beloved role as the monster. And Rachel would continue with... Vincent Price. Like, everything about Vincent Price. And as the fire died down, Nikki would conclude the evening... With something related to gothic literature, probably. You know me so well. Do you like listening to three women debate about the cultural significance of the horror genre? And also axe murders. I do love a good old-timey axe murder story. Then Queens of the Damned, a horror podcast, is the show for you. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much anywhere you can download a podcast. Visit us at queensofthedamnedpodcast.wordpress.com, qotdpodcast.podbean.com, or email us at qotdpodcast at gmail.com for more details about our monthly horror giveaways. Stay spooky! been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POI Game Studio.